Yo, yo, yo. This is your host, Don. Here to bring you some news about the week. Let's get into it. So first, I'm going to start off by kind of cleaning up house, kind of let y'all know what we're doing, where we're taking it. So my co-host Dave is currently on a sabbatical from the HPI podcast. Out of nowhere, he sent us a text saying he's going to be joining Ukraine in the fight. Nah, I'm just kidding. That's not Dave. Former co-host Dave is kind of, you know, stepping aside. He's got a lot of stuff going on. Uh, He's still a part of the crew. He'll be showing up in episodes, probably more of our Houston-based things. Or just whenever he feels like showing up, he's always part of the crew, always going to show love. Uh, But right now, you know, he's got a wedding, work. This man works for the state. They always need him. A lot of stuff going on. So like I said, he's kind of stepping away. So uh, the way we're taking it is we're going to kind of have two of our good friends uh, that we met in college. They're going to be stepping in. We'll have some some guest hosts here and there. We'll have some guests. We're going to kind of figure out as we go, but... We'll have two names. Y'all met Ryan last week. He'll be filling in. And we're going to have my good buddy. I can't. I have to give him a proper introduction. So, y'all get ready. Tune in. Here it is. That being said, I can finally say this. We have actually added him. He's agreed to join in, fill in, and participate. Everybody, welcome. Buda Elementary's two-time weightlifting champ, Hayes. High school, All-American Center, 2010 playoff loser to the Kerrville Tybee's Johnny football, my original roommate, YMC legend, teacher, weightlifter, coach, whatever you want to call it. He did it all for the YMCA, cowboy lover, the man that is leader of young men in the classroom and off and on the field, cigar smoking, barbecue king, me and Matt's good friend. Joe Romero. How you doing today, sir? Oh, man, man. That was a wonderful introduction. Uh, first of all, didn't play center, so let's just I, – I couldn't handle somebody putting their hands up behind me. I was a guard. So let's, let's clarify that, number one. Produce but uh, doing really well, Walsh. man. Matthew, we went to school together, man. Uh, but no, man, I feel good. Uh, I appreciate you guys having me on, and, you know, I'm excited to join the crew and – what we're about to do, but like uh, like my buddy Don just said, my name is Joe. Uh, big sports fan, played all my life. Play every now and then when my knee decides to cooperate, but I've seen it all, done it all. Uh, currently coach youth football as well, so, you know, Coach Joe is, is the name from fall to the start of spring. But uh, I'm really excited, man, to see uh, to help with this podcast and just take it to the next level with my boys and, you know, have some fun along the way. So uh, I met Joe my freshman year of, uh, of college. We went to school at Texas State. Oh, man. Shout out to Jackson Hall. And actually, Jackson Joe's Hall. probably got like – so the backstory is mo- me and Joe really didn't talk a lot up until like Absolutely maybe not. the first two weeks out. In fairness, uh, that's what most guys don't do. We, yeah. we, don't, we don't really communicate like that. So at the time, Texas State said you can only have one mini fridge, and that's what we actually talked about was the mini fridge. Hey, you bringing it or am I bringing it? Hey, bro, I got it. But, Joe, can you kind of give them a rundown of what the first oh, time we man, met dude. was? Brother, I can recall that thing like it was yesterday. Mind you, this has been 10 years since we've roomed together. I move in. It was about middle of the afternoon. This man busts open through the door. I'm laying down trying to catch a nap. Says, yo, what up, man? My name's Don. And I'm like, ah. 
initially, I didn't think I was gonna like Don. Just by his whole, just, just how he came at me. But he was really energetic. That was, you know, I wasn't ready for that. I wasn't prepared for that. But unbeknownst to me, you know, that became one of my good friends over time. We took naps during the day together. Occasionally skipped a couple classes. Hit the gym. Had dinner almost together every night along with Matt. Woo, buddy, that, that intro. I don't know. I don't know how we survived <laughs> this long, man. Hey, man, I had I, I got you on my side. My energy was a little off, but you loved my hat collection. You were like, we could be. That's true. That's true. I Once I true. saw you had that Yankee logo on, I was like, all right, we, we can be cool. Yeah. We can yeah. Be- so, Joe, uh, what did you get down to on this weekend? I know you're a big football fan. You do anything? You grill? You you taste any new cigars? Anything like that? What, what, what's actually funny you get enough, through man. your football? Uh, you know, I got some cigars. I just actually just picked some up a couple days ago. So I'm really stoked to try these out coming up. Uh, big cigar smoker, man. Been doing it for about two years now. You know, it's a nice little little hobby and habit to have. I do it every now and then. It's like once every other month. You know, try to keep my lungs clear. Uh, other than that, man, weekend was, weekend was super chill. Didn't do much. Just kind of just stayed home. Did a little dog sitting. I had a friend out of town, so I hung out with some pups and a cat. But uh, quiet as cat, man. How about you, Don? What'd you do this weekend, man? Hey, man. We had a big weekend. Uh, MLS second week kicked off. We had... Oh, yeah. We had... Um, what's it called? Uh, I can't even think of it. I always say it wrong. Combine football, where all the players come in, do their things, but we'll talk yes, about sir. that later. Let's get into MLS. Did you actually happen to have a chance to check out what I think is the game of the week, Charlotte versus LA Galaxy? You know, I actually didn't, but I got to see the highlights of it. Uh, check all through my Twitter and everything. But seven over 74,000 fans, man, at this Charlotte FC game. Are you kidding me? I didn't think MLS really had a buzz. I knew there was a buzz around right? it. But that number, 74,000, that's, that's kind of wild. Um, I don't even think – did Austin, what, was about – Austin was 20, about 20,000. I mean, Q, yeah, Q 20, only holds about twenty. Less than 21,000. So, you know, Charlotte FC is playing in Bank of America Stadium. It's also home of the Carolina Panthers. So that has a little to do with it. But just for that whole entire city, that community, you know, to kind of come out and just support, like, you know, their their first soccer team. Dude, was, that was wild. The city was buzzing. The bars were packed. I kind of got a – I didn't – I wasn't able to tune in to the game until halftime. I was watching another one and kind of just bouncing around. Mm-hmm. Um but the the dopest thing was seeing them. It felt like I was watching a Premier League. Like I don't yeah. know for those, for those fans out there that don't know, Premier League and uh, La Liga, all of them, the fans are into it. It's chance twenty four seven. You don't sit down. There's banners being waved, and seeing Charlotte FC raise the queen from the bottom to the top, that is what I'm looking for when it comes to MLS. I mean, glad. USA, uh, USA is embracing it, taking on the culture, and that's what MLS needs. They picked a good town in Charlotte. Uh, what they have the Charlotte Bob uh, Bobcats. Look at my age, bro. Charlotte, <laughs> they got they the got Charlotte the Hornets. Uh, the Panthers ain't really doing much. Like they needed right. a little jolt of electricity. Charlotte's Absolutely. a really good place to visit. A lot of things go down there. I MLS did great by letting them pick. I mean, by letting them have an MLS team, they embraced it. They're bringing new life to the to the culture. Like it's amazing. Absolutely, man. It's 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 going to be a great thing for MLS to 
to just see what this expansion team will be able to do and, you know, getting a new generation of you know fans loving soccer. You know, like we said, the America isn't well known for soccer, but slowly but surely MLS is starting to bring that buzz back. Back, bro. It was never even there. It's it's, it's a, a buzzing yeah, now, bro. It's that's a, that's accurate, man. Charlotte's kind of they're kind of having some of that FC blues have yet to get a really a win. But the good news is, bro, they hung around with LA Galaxy until the 75th, 70 minute. Um, that's when I actually I was tuned in once Matt told me the numbers and everything like that. I was like, oh, I got to tune over and see what's going on. Tune over. I start seeing work, start seeing Galaxy work. And I, I literally texted Matt and said, the momentum's changing. LA Galaxy's about to ruin this magical night for Charlotte. I, oh, yeah. I, I thought it was going to be, again, I'm always going to give flowers to Chicharito. That man knows how to score. And believe it or not, it was not him. It was no. the young Mexican 17-year-old international phenom, Efran Alvarez. Bagged himself a screamer from the top of the box, bro. Upper 90, is that what they like to call it? Bro, beautiful goal. And talk about a silencer. I'm surprised you didn't hit the LeBron James silencer, man. Amazing, man. Amazing. It's just going to be a beautiful sight, like. Charlotte FC can only go up from here. You know, their attendance was a big factor for them, and it's going to carry over for, for many seasons to come, to be honest. And, you know, now we have all these these expansion teams that have been around for the last three or four years, and MLS is only going to continue to grow and kind of just bounce into, you know, speaking of an expansion team, what do you think about our Austin FC team, Don? I, mean, I want to I wanna go there, but I actually want to give, like, a, a cool little moment, man, that – not a lot of people know unless you've seen little uh, ESPN and all of that. Ooh, something um, bad, brother. Back in 2010, Sasha, he, I'm sorry, bro. I'm going to do my best to say it. Kleishin, his first season in the league, he's a young rookie um, at the time, mm-hmm. played with LA Galaxy. Uh, you know how when you're a part of a professional team, you got to go visit sick kids, kind of give them that inspiration to keep on going. Like, don't worry. Right. You're going to be a soccer fan. We'll come, you're going to play me one day. Like, don't worry about it. Him and his wife visited Children's Hospital in L.A. What's funny is he took a picture with a kid, gave him a jersey who had liver cancer. Believe it or not, bro, fast forward 12 years, this kid happens to be the first-year midfielder, Chris Hargit. Hargit, I'm sorry, Hagart. Sasha and Chris were both subbed in into the late second half to swap uh, into the game, so they both got playing time. And at the end of the match, bro, they swapped jerseys. They got to tell the story. Um, what's crazy is Chris's parents actually saw uh, Sasha in the hotel. They told him the backstory. Hey, man, do you remember seeing this kid, this and that? That is wild to me. Like, talk about a small world, bro. Like, if, if it probably wasn't for Sasha giving him a little bit of inspiration, would we be seeing Chris in the league? And hats off to Chris, bro. Being liver cancer, hard thing to do, especially at a young age. Like, yes, it's crazy, man. And kudos, and those guys share the same field, man. That, that's a that's an amazing story. Like that that's so beautiful to see. Like that's what sports is about, right? Like these little known stories that are coming into play and just making us happy, man. That that that's what sports know, is bro. all about, bringing us together. And man, that, that's beautiful. I knew usually all my sports stories is like, yeah, bro, we kicked your ass, beat y'all <laughs> yeah. like twenty four zero. We told you, oh to yeah, bus, trash talking, like all that, yeah, bro. It's it's a little different, but with this, it's a heartfelt story. I feel bad for Charlotte. Should have been their night to lose that way. It happens. At least you had the attendance. You were the game of the week, in my opinion. It's 
it's everything you could have wanted. Only thing missing was the dub. And hey, you placed the Galaxy. Galaxy's a very veteran team. Hard to they're gonna play you down to the this is the second week in a row where they've had it's come down to like the last 20 minutes and they walked away the hero. Will they continue that? Hopefully they don't have to keep going games like that. But like I said last podcast, man, I think LA Galaxy and LAFC, they're like the main hub of the MLS. That's like the Agreed. they're like the Manchester Cities, they're the Barcelona's, Real Madrid. That's who you look to as top tier teams, which you want your FC team to expand to. Um, Charlotte, they know what they got to do. They go into match, match week three with zero goals and zero points, but Hey, it's going to come. It's better. They, it's better. You get it done at the end of the season, not at the beginning, beginning of the season is going to be a little tough. We know that as Austin FC fans last year was a little rough, but Hey man, we look good. The first two weeks we did, man. Oh God. 10 goals, two games. No other MLS team has done that. Like, I, in what? my defense, I will tell you this: we're owned some goals after last year. Oh yeah, some of that absolutely. stretch was a little, you know, as a first year off Austin FC fan, that was a little rough. It was a little rough. It's tough to watch, man. It's tough to see your hometown team kind of just not give quite new, new hometown team. We're not new hometown here, team, bro. We ain't been here for a while. We're new. Fuck we're the, new. Fuck the crew. We don't talk about them. Oh yeah, true, true. Let's fuck the crew. But yeah, man. I mean, two games back to back is just beautiful, and you know, two months being winless. We didn't win for two months the first year, bro. And to have back to back wins, talk about it. Both at home. First game we tied to L. Uh, is it? I think it was LAFC. Got mm-hmm. two wins, and then like you said, no no wins for two months. That fuck. That sucks. It, absolutely, man. But you know, now we're seeing kind of what this offseason looked like for Austin FC, right? You you add guys with MLS experience and Drusy, international. And international. Drusy is the guy. Hamilton's MVP already. I, dude, I have bought in. Give me a jersey. This man is what you, we need. Are you dyeing your hair yellow? Are you doing it? Are you doing it? I tried that one time. It didn't look good. I look like Cisco. I, I, we don't want to speak of that. Let me see that. Thong. Oh, wait. Wrong stop. My bad. Wrong. Well, no, that's, that's the right song, but don't sing that to me. <laughs> um, I know people are going to say it's against trash teams. Yes. Bottom of the barrel, bottom feeders, as you like to call it. But, hey, we did what we had to do against bottom of the barrel teams. And I a win's a win. Home. Yeah. No. Uh, no. It's not a win, Joe. It's a great win. Great One win. goal. Dominant win. Compared to five dominant. When you play trash teams, you're never supposed to get down to their level. You Absolutely. rise above it and you bury them. You throttle them. Our bench comes off, they better score. They did that too. Finley came in off the bench, brought us two goals. Like that's what I want to see from our team. We're gonna play good teams, we better play, but when we play bad teams, we better score we better stomp on them. Yeah, and I think honestly, like now that you know, Wolf has kind of established himself now. Like get get we're calling for his firing last year. I don't want to give it to new Wolf fans. I'm not giving yet. it to Wolf. Absolutely yeah. not. No. But I think given the time with some of the players that have already come back and they're used to being in this system now, I, it definitely shows. It definitely shows the work ethic. You know, give a little credit to Wolf, not full credit, obviously, because the season's still very, very young. But I do, I can honestly say I expect some good things coming from this squad this season. 
I, I truthfully think we fight for a playoff spot. I like mean, I, I honestly believe that, it's, man. It's it's up from here. From the get go, we came out, we dominated the midfield. We basically kept possession most of the time. I don't have the numbers in front of me, but it was pretty good. Um, the back line actually did pretty well. I feel like uh, against a frustrated their main star Gonzalo, yes. Keegan, and they were actually able to kind of keep DeAndre Yeldon in check, who's who we know, who's a very famous player for the U.S. If you know, played on the USA team when he was young, uh, started off as a sounder. Went overseas, back in MLS. I understand it's Miami. Beckham's going to call you. Come back and play in front of your family. I get it. I feel like he should have stayed overseas a little bit longer, but that's a different discussion for another day. Kind of held him in check. Um, he's one of those guys that's sneaky, can come off the back line, can score a goal out of nowhere very quick. Held him in check. Um, I got to say it again, man. I'm very surprised for him, but Cecilio came oh, through. Man. Fagundes, Maxi controlled the midfield. It's this team's playing really good. I feel like we have the players last year. We it was it was kind of trying to figure out what to do, what to run. Mm-hmm. I'll give Wolf his flowers here. He's picked a good thing. He's got right players where he needs to. Uh, like I said last week in the last podcast, Cecilio moving from being our main guide to the outside, kind of letting Drewsy yes. do his thing. And he was man, he's looking really good. We're there, so definitely right there, man. Uh, so all we gotta do now is just keep fighting, right? You know, next week we. We're gonna have a tough matchup, you know. Portland, Portland's been a playoff team consistently. You know, how do we stack up against these guys that were, I believe, the fourth seed last year? Uh, I want to say yes. They've had a lot of good games so far. I know in their first game it was tied with New England. I can't tell you what they did. This- I was paying attention. I paid attention to Nashville, Galaxy, and then us. Um, but yeah, man, it's. It's going to be ours. I want to give credit where credit is due. Finley kind of yeah. came off the bench, start off a little slow, but ended the game with the brace, man. Two goals for you soccer fans who don't know what that world of brace Beautiful. is. It's, it's honestly, it gives us me, it gives us a lot of hope. We've got a tough matchup coming up. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to talk about that here in a minute, but it's, like I said, we did what we needed to do against crappy teams. These teams have been in the bottom of the barrel going for the wooden spoon trophy for those of y'all don't know that's for the worst team in ml if anything i think every player should kind of you know get one little good swat on the hand not on the butt from the wooden spoon but hey that's just me <laughs> yeah you know man and you know enter miami definitely is they've been an expansion team for the last couple of years now and they just had what 30 31 players in and out uh just swapping Beckham, so it's a whole Beckham it's a whole new team to for come them. out of retirement he needs to play he needs to show him how it's done and maybe enter i mean my aunt enter miami miami could maybe get something but they're not doing great as an expansion no team. absolutely not they're very fizzling great city to play but as of right now they're not that hot so no and you know who knows to say what's going to happen for them in the future what what the season could look like like we said it's it's still very early we're only two games into the mls season but at the rate that they're that. looking right now, man, it's it ain't it looking too hot for them. Hey, that's fine. They can be not hot. We're gonna keep riding our little Austin FC wave while we can. We got a what I feel is our game of the week to check out. Um, like I said, MLS is really growing, so we kind of give some suggestions who to check out. Of course, we're gonna throw out the Austin FC game, but we'll save the best for last. Let's go ahead and talk about the LA Galaxy and the Seattle Sounders. Galaxy's coming off hot, two wins in the late. Sounders is a little cold. How you feeling, Joe, about it? Uh, you know, I like Galaxy's chances, man. Uh, they they've been 
they've been a consistent force, right? In the MLS, Seattle, you know, I don't, I don't know much to think about them because I haven't really gotten the opportunity to watch. Do know is that it's just gonna be hard. It's gonna be a hard fought game. It's gonna be back and forth. Uh, it's gonna come down to possession, obviously. But you know, I got Galaxy really kind of pulling out that game one nil. Um, it's gonna go until about the seventy fifth minute, man, for that final goal to be scored. To be honest, the Sounders, they were the favorites to win the West, and the way it's looking, Austin is the favorite right now, so go ahead and take a back seat, Sounders. They're still in the CONCACAF Champions League semifinals. Um, it's only match day three. The Sounders, they got mm-hmm. time to get it together, but you can't go down 0-3. That's going to be kind of hard to get over. Uh, any Starting off the season that long, that with an 0-3 start is probably not ideal, but hey, it's a long season, so we'll see what we do. Like you said, I feel like it's going to go into the last couple minutes. But the way it goes, man, LA Galaxy has shined. I hope they're not using up all their juju now. Hopefully they'll continue throughout the season. But, hey, with that squad, with Chicharito, the young kid, uh, the 17-year-old phenom that scored the goal, it's going up. But right now, the way way it looks to look is the Seattle Sounders got to have the game, got to have a great game, have to get the win. Kickoff starts off at 2.30. Dude, this is wild. MLS is now on Fox. You know that mainstream TV? Amazing, man. One of the big ones. 2.30, and then if you're like me, I don't understand what they're saying, but I like the excitement. You can also catch it on Fox Deportes. I don't know if you knew that, Joe. I did not know that, but it's always fun to watch soccer match in Spanish. I always like time, though. It's so much more intense. If it's not longer than two minutes, I don't want it, you know? That's fair, man. Uh, That's a good time to have. All right, well, let's get down to the best the best in the West. Austin FC, we take on Portland, which I feel like is going to be our real yes. show game. It's going to come down to the wire. As long as we keep it close, I can be cool with it. I want to walk away with the dub. But we're going against a really team that brings it in, that brings it and has always brought it. Yes, it's a, it's a strong team, man. You know, is, is Austin FC up to the challenge? Are they are they able to stay in that that, that that top spot? You know, we're number one right now in the West. Hopefully it stays like that through this game, but you can't count out Portland, period. Like, oh, you man. Just right now, Portland comes in uh, sitting eighth with two draws, who honestly isn't that bad, bad. In soccer, I'll take a point over not having a point at all. Yeah, I'd rather have three, but if I can get a yeah. point, I'll take a point. Um, starting the season against two really good uh, two playoff teams, New England and LAFC. Really good teams. LAFC was kind of hot their first week, a little hot second week. New England, eh, that was kind of, I think that was a sad stadium. But it was cold, you know, I'll give them that. Um, we know that Portland is good. They've always been good. Austin is currently has one loss against them. I think that's going to change. Hopefully it's 1-0-1. Oh, we'll see. If they want, if Austin FC wants respect, they're going to have to go into Providence Park and come away with three points. Yes. And if they want even more respect, bro, they could. You gotta shut them out, and you gotta at least put two or three on the board. You can't can't play them tight. If you really want to know that you're here, you come out and you show the people up. So, hey Joe, a little gambling tip. Maybe we maybe we hammer the spread a little bit further. Maybe, maybe we have goals, the spread. I, I think you know that's I, mean? I think that's 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 an excellent idea. We hammer the spread on that. But I, I give Austin FC like a, a legitimate shot to take down Portland. Uh, I think if they come out attacking just the way that they've done. These two games, you know, no funny business, keeping that ball tight, clean passes. The game is theirs to lose. 
Like 100%, the game is theirs to lose. If they With, keep right themselves... now, we do we do have the momentum, and like you said, I think it is our chance to lose because right now Portland's hungry. They're gonna come out swinging. Oh, they yeah. want to give us our first L at their stadium. Austin FC's got to come out ready and willing to go. Hopefully, we didn't use all of our goals these first two games. Like I said, I kind of have confidence in them. I'm down to take them plus two goals. I don't want to take them plus three, but I'm down to take a plus two spread on them. Right, so you like to gamble that hard, man. I don't know if I can do that. Hey, bro, you do, <laughs> hey, bro, you do a dollar. We why don't we just raise it up to five? You know, have a little fun. You know, get a little, little fun, son. Little mm. fun, yeah. Have fun. Um, hopefully, we can stay up late. I know me and you are both uh, are both old cats. Usually, we're watching oh. something else by nine p.m. But they are oh, yeah. playing West Coast. Uh, you'll be able to catch the game on ESPN Plus if you got who like me. You catch them all. And then if you live in the Austin area, shout out to the CW. Always put local Austin sports on the televisions where all the local residents can see. All right, let's move away from one football to the other football. Yes. So it was the combine weekend where you're oh, either to help, weekend, where you're able to help raise yourself into a better playing position, or you put yourself deeper to where you might not even get drafted. How do you feel about the combine, man? Do you hate it, love it? What do you got for me? I've always been more of a pro day guy, man. Like I, th- I think having these guys being in their environment kind of definitely helps boost their stock because they feel comfortable. But also the combine is – it's nationally known, man. You, you The a best of the best are invited to that. Tradition. that no, like yeah, you you're have, right. You know, it, it, it's an honor to be there. You have some guys that really raise their stocks there, and you have some guys that just absolutely have them plummet. And, you know, these we can call them so-called experts if you want to. They have an idea of who's going to be, you know, the guy. You have an idea who's not going to be the guy. You have guys that you say are not that are probably going to just end up in four or five years, be perennial pro bowlers and all pros. So, you know, the combine is kind of a, a love and hate relationship for me. Like, I'm in the same boat as you. I like it. I hate it. Some things I feel bad for kids that turn out. Um, with their pro with their highlights and their medical it's a good thing to come out as if you're a small kid like i said we've had a lot of guys from fsu uh, not fsu from san diego state sam houston state guys that have been able to make their names for themselves and get drafted where people didn't think they were show off their skills that's a great thing about it when it comes to it man i'm for it because it puts football in another month but again i'm also over it because like i said it it could ruin some of these people's career but let's Absolutely. start off on a positive note. Let's start off with our winners of the draft. I mean, of the draft. I'm already getting ahead of myself. Winners of the Combine because we're sports podcasts, so we can talk about all we want because we know everything. We even played a little football. But let's just start off by saying these guys are winners in our book. The people we talk about as losers, they're not really losers. They just, you know, wasn't their weekend. And we yeah, got they just didn't help themselves talk a about. So I want to first start off by starting off with my winner, first winner. They don't really get a lot of love, but me and you are both fans of the brand. Oh, absolutely. You got to give love where love is supposed to be given. They're never number one to talk about, but we're going to show them some love today. I got to give it to Matt Ariza's kicker from San. Matt, uh, hold on. I got to get my pronunciation right. Matt Ariza, the kicker from San Diego State. The dude does it all for the brand. Oh, yeah, man. He. Great leg. Um, a mess out of balls. Oh, yes, yes. Great leg. Um, 
honestly didn't even know about the kid until I saw his highlight tape on uh, House of Highlights where he's laying the wood on people. I was like, I love this kid. Show if he's fast, ran a four seven, four five, somewhere in that range. Not really sure because of the unofficial stuff. The thing that got me, man, was his kick from his from his own ten to the other ten. Corner. It was like watching a Madden drill, bro. Placed it great in the five. You thought it was gonna roll into the for a touchback, bro. Rolled the other way and stopped. It's I gotta get his bounce, powers. Man. He this kid is gonna be a superstar as a punter. Like that's it, really weird to say, right? Because punters, like you said, don't get love. Kickers don't get that much love they deserve. But if you got a guy that can keep you in the ball game because of his punts, that can lock it down and a, keep it cornered, man. A Johnny Hecker of sorts, bro. A Johnny Hecker, a Michael Dixon, like these guys are some of the best of the best. Like th- this kid is going to be up there. When it's all said and done, he's going to be top. What did our coaches always tell us? The game is decided in three phases, offense, defense, and special teams. People that hate on punters and kickers, they don't know, bro. They The, the punters can literally change the name of the game. If you get stopped in your old field, a great punt puts them the opponent on the other side. And if you have a great defense, that offense ain't doing nothing. It's literally you're, you're controlling two phases of the game. Yeah, man. I mean, we're, we're going to give it to this guy. He Give him his flowers. This, this kid's going to be a rock star. He, he's definitely going to do it for the brand. Uh, I can't wait to see what team's going to pick him up, honestly, man. Whatever team does is going to have one hell of a player with them. And there's a lot of other punters and everything that we should be showing love to, but I'm going to give it to this guy because just because it was his highlight tape on um, the House of Highlights that really got me. First one, easy to pick up. But to all my punters and kickers out there, hope you get drafted. Hope you do your work. We show love for the brand here. Um Let's get into the main spotlight, Joe. Can we talk about who I think was the number one man of the combine? Please, man, let me know who your number one was. It ain't Mike Jones, but I'm going to give it to the man, Jordan Davis. A defensive man from Georgia, bro. We're going to start off with a big man. Big man always need love. That's a bad man. That is a bad man. I mean, first of all, at his sheer size, man, 341 pounds. And you're running a sub four eight. You got him at three forty one. Yeah, I got him locked at three forty one, man. Bro, I got a couple people ranging him. I don't know how these scales work, but yeah, I'll give you that, man. I, I got a couple people that say he's a little heavier than that. He he a thick boy, man. They, they ain't no side of no fried chicken he ain't eating right now, man. He he a little thick boy, but he's a freak though, man. I mean, did you see him play when they played Bama? Oh, he was a game changer against Bama. He's bro. a game changer, man. Like he. Sure, sheer speed at that size and that weight and height and everything like that is is one thing, but to see him use it on the field and how he can can break through the gaps and just penetrate, man, he he is a problem. You know what stat scared me is that he ran faster than Patrick Mahomes, bro. And Mahomes got some, <laughs> he's a little slow, but Mahomes well, got, some slow, but he got some wheels, man. Like. That that's insane. Like from from man, just to be able to do that. Like I don't know what your forty time was back in the day, Don, but I'll tell you that Bro, I wasn't doing 40, that exercise. My forty time was. You ready for this? It was a four ever. That's how long it took. My coach never listened to my forty time. He's like Romero, just just do your thing over there. I was like, all right, that works for me, coach. You know, save me the embarrassment. But yeah, man, Jordan Davis is gonna be. Definitely 
definitely a day one pick. Definitely top ten pick, to be honest. Bro, these his Baller. numbers are ludicrous. To put in perspective, he was faster than half the quarterbacks who ran, had a vertical that was higher than 13 of the running backs. His broad jump was 11 inches better than the man who came in second place in his group. Insane. To put it in perspective, what I've seen is that he's probably got the second best stats coming into the NFL Combine out of the Calvin Johnson from Georgia Tech that Ooh. was drafted by Detroit. Like, that's that's wild. Like, make, there's a reason why he was called Megatron, because that man was basically a robot. Yes. To, be, to have praise next to him, that speaks highly. And, and a completely different position. Yeah, different, D-line, different, bro, D-line, big line. man ain't supposed to move like that. No, and if you move like that, I feel sorry for the son bitch that's in the way, because you you gonna get got. Hey, you uh, you coach little little league football, and I'm pretty sure you've seen a couple of big kids that Dude, move like that that you want to uh, see some uh, that you want to see some birth certificates on. I face twelve year olds that look like they're twenty five. Like I've questioned so many things. Yeah, man. It, it, yeah, that's what Jordan Davis reminds me. He reminds me of big ass twelve year olds that I come to play against every game. That I question it, but the the sky's the limit for this kid, man. He he's definitely going to be a force to be reckoned with in the league, and you know who knows say where he's going to go, but definitely a top top ten pick in my eyes. Okay, well you took the question right out of my mouth, man. So you think he's top ten? I I think he's top ten. He reminds he's not... me of uh of a uh, Demetrius Poe, uh, Clyde, his Campbell. I always mess up his name. But he's the defensive end, Doug Henderson from Jacksonville back in the day, the one that likes to get oh, slapped. Yeah. Bro, yeah. he's like a combination of all three of those guys, but quicker. And those guys were scary. Those guys were scary, man. You know, I see him. Yeah, definitely a top ten pick, man. I see him like kind of like them old school linemen. You know, the guys that just like went. You know, the fridge, man, just just hammering down on people, like not afraid of anything, doesn't care, like. And this man can will be able to run sideline to sideline. Let's think about that for a minute. He's if a quarterback is rolling out of the pocket, this man can go from sideline to sideline with them. Almost any quarterback in the league. I'm yeah, excited. man. I'm well. Wait for it. I know you're gonna love this. I'm excited to see him sprint from the middle of the field down the sidelines to grab a running back, destroy the running back on a screen. He's got oh. that much speed where he's gonna be able to. He's gonna have at least two or three yes, of those, bro. You know, also too, I think he's gonna have a few. You know, a few fumble returns for a touchdown, man. You know, you, you, know, me, you know me, man. I, I love a big guy score. I love when a fat man scores. It just feels so right. And I think Jordan Davis is gonna have a couple of them in his rookie year, man. I'm, I'm, I'm calling that out right now. We need to go ahead and we need to write a letter to Texas legislation to legalize gambling, so we can go Please. on FanDuel. Please, because I want to hammer that and find that uh that bet to replace Jordan Davis. I mean, yeah, Jordan Davis to score a touchdown. Because I'll I'll with you there, bro. It's got to be like a plus thousand dollars. It's got to be a plus thousand. I'll take it, man. That's on that, you know. Oh yeah, oh yeah, man. What about uh? You got any? What's your next pick, Don? What are you thinking? Who's uh? Who's your next winner of this? I got to give it to the quarterback from a small school who actually. Small funny story is he actually won me a lot of money not this year but the year before when Liberty was the underdog. I got to give it to me Malik Willis man went in there as I would say the third best quarterback in the draft and in my opinion projected himself to be the best quarterback coming out of it. 
had a great had great deep balls, had great throws that were accurate. Um, the way I want to describe him is he's the next Trey Lance, small school, big upside. Okay, I think somebody needs to take San Fran's blueprint and run with it. Yeah, I think so. I think Malik Willis definitely like asserted himself as like the number one quarterback coming out. Uh, you know, we talk about his on the field stuff and how great he is. I'm just talking about his off the field. I don't know if he get, were able to see that viral where this, he was helping out a homeless man right in front of the stadium, kind of getting his, his stuff together and helping him walk and, you know, making sure he had something to eat and some money. Like, that just shows me. what kind of, that shows what kind of character this guy is. Like, you're I, I'm a big that, character that was, guy. You're telling me that was a real homeless man that wasn't a plant by the NFL to, <laughs> like, to like, you know, see what these players did outside of. It could be either one of those, but it, it truly shows like his character, right? Like we talk about these athletes, you know, coming into the the league and everything like that. How they want a locker room guy, a guy that can just lead his people, be there. Now on the field, this kid's stellar. Is exceptional, like you, said, like, you like you said, it was his off the field stuff. The thing that I was really reading about was it wasn't that he didn't run the 40, his numbers kind of already speak for himself. Mm-hmm. He was averaging 5.8 yards a rush attempt with 27 TDs in his career, which isn't bad for a quarterback. And at Liberty, he wasn't the main he was the main guy, but they went as a team. They weren't no individual. It was all team, everything like that. Um reading around the league, man, it, the people said they were more impressed with his interview skills, how how he handled himself, how he left teams. He left teams extremely impressed. Like, okay, let's go out. Maybe we can take this guy, sit him behind a uh, sit him behind a quarterback for a year, um, mm-hmm. and then he'll be our guy. I, to me, he beat out the quarterback from Cincinnati, and he kind of beat out the quarterback from Pittsburgh, man. Like, it's it's him yeah, where I can yeah, see man. him being a top ten pick if you're willing to risk it on him. Absolutely, man. I mean, this guy has has the ability to to beat safeties on deep sideline throws, man. Like th- this kid can do it all. Dual threat can can run can run the RPO very well. And you know, the RPO is very big in the NFL right now. Like, there's no team that's not doing an RPO. For that, I see him. The folks that don't know, Joe, can you tell me what the RPO is? Yeah, man. RPO is just the the run pass option, right? You have the ability to to give it a handoff to the running back, or even make an option play out of it. Or you know, just simply pass like a short slant route, those you know, quick five in routes, things like that. Uh, so the the quarterback has that option to do it, um, but he has a very limited time to make that decision. Obviously, because if the linemen are caught going downfield, you know that play is coming back immediately. Um, yeah, with the with the RPO, when it comes to a quarterback that's got the throwing ability and the arm ability, if the RPO is going to be a main one. That cat's got to be able to read the defensive end, figure out what the defensive do- end is Absolutely. doing. That's your first. That's your first uh, read, and then your second read is your middle linebacker. So yeah. if my defensive end goes off in coverage, okay, all right, I can either hand off or I can run, and then my next read within the three seconds that it happens, I got to read my. I got to read my linebacker. Did my did my linebacker did my linebacker come back down to chase the running back, or did he drop down in coverage? If those two guys drop down in coverage, I'm keeping the ball and I'm running it. Or I'm either I can hand it off to my running back and let him do his thing, or like Joe said, um, the third option was just the pass, the pass option. You have to do all those things within what? What is it, Joe? Five to seven seconds. You have less than five to seven. Yeah, 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 less than five to seven seconds. So those like are the I three said, options. Like yeah, it's man. wild, and they you got to have a quarterback that can read that stuff quick. Like they That's know, why they I knows like what he's doing. Tom Brady, bro. Tom Brady's schedule 
as oh a quarterback, even in the offseason, bro, was to the T. We're doing this. We're doing that. We're doing, like, he had to schedule 30-minute naps in his schedule. Like, that's, to be a quarterback, that's, that's what you got to do. And I feel like he could be the, Mr. Malik could be the next one. I think so. I think given the opportunity, like you said, he's he's definitely going to be a work in progress. I, I see him sitting for at least a year and then becoming the starter. But I also can see him starting right away for the quarterback needy team as well. You know, we got a couple of those out there at the moment. So it all really just depends on where the card falls and, you know, where he gets drafted at. But I definitely see him as a, you know, first, second round type of guy. Let's just say if you're Cleveland – just throwing it out there. Hypothetical question. I, I can't see that. Send, who are you sending out week one, Malik or Baker? Well, give me Malik, man. Baker can sit his ass. Baker can sit. I, I'm, I'm, I've been off that Baker train. Like, absolutely not. Give me Malik. Give me Malik. Give me any. Just give me Malik or Kenny Pickett out of this, man. <laughs> over, over Baker. All right. I know we also agreed on Malik, and I know we agreed on one more. Uh, tell me about your boy, Mr. Sauce Gardner, sir. Woo! First of all, let's just talk about his name, Sauce. I mean, you know that man got it. This is a kid that's coming out of Cincinnati, is you know listed over here at 6'3", 190 pounds. It's a tall, lengthy kid, man. Very you know small size. Still runs a four four one. Like that's incredible for a man his size. You know, he, he definitely has some things that he has to work on. Uh, eye and hit placement and, you know, definitely had a little, his fair share of holding and, you know, defense passing interference calls over the last couple seasons at Cincinnati. But this kid did not give up a touchdown last year. Like, last season did not give up a touchdown at all. Held his own against Jamison Williams in the CFP semifinals versus Bama. Like, th- this kid is definitely a day one starter with the opportunity to be Pro Bowl, All Pro in the coming years, like I, that, that's how highly I have this kid touted on. You know, my my winner. I like him, dude. Uh, I like his swag. It's I'm actually proud. I have to give flowers to two teams this year, Georgia and Cincinnati. They've sent a lot of great uh, prospects to mm-hmm. the draft. I figure they're going to have a lot of numbers drafted through the through the whole round. Georgia's probably going to have a lot. They're what you think they're going to have? Like, I think they're going to have like five or seven. Oh, man, at least five to seven. Definitely from the defensive side. Like, that that defensive unit was was a thing to see. Like, Georgia's definitely going to have a fair amount. You know, it's going to be Bulldog City in this draft. But yeah, man, I'm I'm with you. Uh, To me, one of the grades I always put college athletes against is how do you handle yourself against. The, the power schools, the teams that are mm-hmm. basically semi-NFL pro-amateur teams. You've yes. got your Georgia. You've got your – they used to be Clem, Cle, Clemson. Be I don't Clemson. know. It's kind of shaking now. Of course, out. Alabama. Uh, any of those power schools that have five-star – where most of the roster is five-star prospects and where they don't even have five-star prospects starting. If you can hold your own against those kids, then I'm all for you to be in the league. I'm If you – and. Like you said, man, he held his own against Alabama in the game, in the national, not the national championship, but the national championship playoffs. Held yeah. his own. That's saying a lot by not being scored on, you know? That's, Absolutely. But you know who he kind of reminds me of? Um, I always forget his name, but uh, is it uh, White from Buffalo? The guy Ch- that says Ch- Ch- the White. Off- 
that's ah, yeah, man. Tre'Davious White's got the same credentials, same kind of build. They to me, they both play lockdown. Okay, I also, I, you know, I see him very similar to uh, you know, this is going to take us back a few, you know, a handful of years, almost ten years from the Legion of Boom, Brandon Browner. Uh, Browner was a huge corner. There wasn't that. guys yeah, that yeah, were yeah. Six, six two, six three corners. Brandon Browner, you know, before all. All the nonsense happened and him getting in trouble and everything like that. This guy was a rock star, like locking it down for the Legion of Boom in Seattle. You know, that that's kind of my comparison for him. Like same height, same type of build. Like he like I said, definitely he's got to work on his hand placement and reduce those penalties because, you know, NFL referees don't call it's anything. A, it's a whole <laughs> different game in the NFL when it comes to Absolutely. What people Absolutely. don't know is in college, you don't have to turn your head. You can kind of battle a little bit more. And the NFL, if you don't turn your head, it's an automatic flag. And that's oh, what yeah. they're going to do. They're going to find that on tape real quick. Okay, this rookie doesn't turn his head. We're going after him. And Mr. Sauce, he's got the potentials to be, I don't want to call him a lockdown corner yet, but he has the potential to be a CB1, the one that can follow around your best wide receiver. He'd, with his frame and his wingspan, which came in, believe it or not, 79 inches and three eighths, which is kind of ridiculous if you ask me. He might even be able to bang around a little bit with the tight ends in the slot his rookie year. So, oh it's yeah, it's a possibility, man. Like this kid's got a lot of upside. He really helped himself in the draft with these combine numbers. Like I said, we don't really want to talk about losers, but we're gonna have to talk about him. Yeah, man. This goes out to Kenny Pickett, just because Oof. I have the small thing. I mean, small thing. Right? <laughs> I have, I can relate to him, man. I got small hands, you know. I wear a size Absolutely, large, if I, but I got room. I should yeah. probably be medium, but it's tight. But coming out to him is, it's. I feel bad for the guy. Kenny Pickett was coming into the combine as the number one quarterback that people wanted, and to me, with his stats and everything like that, I feel like he's third. I feel like he's gonna fall later in the first round if he goes in the first round. He might be a second day product now. So if he's if he's third, you got you got Malik Willis number one. Who do you have ahead of him then? I don't think I say it right, but I like the kid from Cincinnati. Is it Ryder, Reader, one of those two? Ritter. I like Desmond Ritter. Ritter. Yes, I like him. Really? Very good combine numbers. Has the frame six three. Okay. Has well, does doesn't have a strong arm, but we can build on a strong arm. He has the potential. Yeah. He had great forty. He I don't think did he run the forty? I'm not really sure, but he uh, had great recall. numbers. Overall in the combine, I like the way he threw the ball. I just have him ahead of Kenny Pickett just because he did better in the combine. I ideally wanted Kenny Pickett as my quarterback. Who I'm a Houston fan. I would gladly take Kenny Pickett. I like his tenacity. I like his grit. I love a man that goes to – You like the fake slide? The fake slide, bro. That's what, and then so the next day, ban it, bro. It's beautiful, bro. It's beautiful. Get up out of here you, with that. You know if no. that was your quarterback, I you'd be like, not. I love you, bro. That was a good If he was my quarterback, absolutely. But as the opposing, nah. Man, you sound nah. like Dave. I can't handle that, man. That's uh, That would irritate me so much. But no, I, I, his small hands definitely is a big, you know, big problem and kind of just where his where he performed and everything like that. But, you know, they also said the same thing about Joey B having small hands, right? True, true, true. Like, true. Joey B measured at what? Ten, I think, like, around 10, 10 and a half inches. And, I don't, but, I don't know, man. Talk- my girlfriend got bigger hands than me, so I can't really say much in oh. this situation. So. Oh, I didn't but know that part, man. <laughs> I, I, under, I understand where NFL 
GMs and coaches are looking at it. He had 26 fumbles in his college career at Pitt. Cold weather. Yeah. You have, you know, your Jordan Davis coming up the center, or you have your Von Miller coming off the edge. Are you going to be able to hold on to that ball when it's negative four if you do True. have small hands? I'm not one to lean on it, but I get it. I understand where they're coming from. But like I said, the biggest thing to me was his numbers didn't jump off the board they were supposed to. Malik no. Willis came in, did what he had to do, didn't run a 40. Had I, in my in my opinion, had the better throwing session out of Agreed. No, I, you know I, I, mean? I agree with you on that. One, 1,000% I agree with you on that. Yeah, it, it's just going to be tough, right? We Obviously, we want all these guys that we're saying they're not losers, but we're, they're considered losers at the moment to to have a successful career. Like we, We're not wishing you – know, we're not experts. We're not guys that are in the league and doing these things. But just from an outside perspective, you know, guys like Kenny Pickett definitely need to figure it out. Uh, hopefully his pro day, he can perform a little bit better. Um, but for most NFL GMs, that, that hand size is going to be a big problem for them. Like you said, Joe, it's these guys may be these guys may be losers now, but going into their pro day, that could all change. We've seen guys absolutely overperform at their pro day. My example would be, uh, what is his name? He if he wasn't drafted to be smoking cigs, working construction, uh, played for Jacksonville. Quarterback, Quarterback. Lake Bortles. Lake Bortles, yeah. Bortles absolutely. had a good combine, but he solidified it at his pro day. Great, ran a great forty. Mm-hmm. I don't think any of his receivers really dropped a ball that no. day. Very accurate, and he solidified himself into a pick to be picked up by the Jacksonville, a kid from UCF who, at the time, people really didn't know who UCF no, was. was. We, but yeah. UCF, UCF came to run things, and he was one of the vital. He was a t- he was a top three pick, a top three pick because of how he performed at on his pro day. And like I said earlier, going back to that. It's, Pro day is, you know, that home environment for you, right? You're familiar with the facilities. You're familiar with the guys that are catching the balls with you. So it kind of – it's to your benefit uh, to, to be at home, to be in your home place for your pro day. Uh, so, you know, give those guys the opportunity to kind of maybe show out and, and see what happens. But, you know, right now these guys that we're listing definitely definitely need some help to kind of get their, their numbers back up. You're right, man. So – Let's move on from losers. Let's go on to me and you are both like an underdog. Guys that kind of made it. We don't want to call them winners, but they definitely made a name for themselves over the weekend. Me and you are both high on. I'm going to go ahead and let you introduce him because you're a coach, and I know you always love a little underdog that shows up and can oh, be your, man. Your, the guy that raw, gets your number one guy, the guy that you can slap on a helmet and he'll send him in anywhere. I guess he's going to lay down the biggest guy. Go ahead and introduce him, Joe. Oh, you know, this guy that we agreed upon, man, definitely, definitely shout out. Coming from a small school, you know, coming from a, a D2 school, right? From Sam Houston State, you got Zion McCollum, you know, a DB who who performed wonderful. Six foot two, 199, a 43340. Like, it, it's unbelievable that this kid was able to, you know, has the flipping of his hips ability for his corner size. He missed a couple opportunities, but. You know, definitely show, showed up when it mattered most. And I, I think he's a guy that can definitely help a team right away on the defensive side. You know, whether and, he's playing in that slot corner position or, you know, on the outside. And he was the only corner to actually run all the drills, bro. And that's, that's true. That's, 
as a kid coming from a small non-FBS school, that's what you got to do, man. You got to yeah. go out, make a name for yourself, compete, put up numbers, and that's what he did. Now, instead of being an undrafted, maybe a late rounder, I feel like he kind of projected himself into maybe the late third or early fourth. We're gonna yeah, see man. This guy. He's not going to be a starter. He'll probably go in and play like a nickel dime package. Absolutely. He's going to be there. Somebody's going to take he's, he, Somebody's going to – like he's going to be – he's going to be – you know, a guy that a, that a defensive coordinator can call that number, right? Call his number out, and he's going to perform. He's going to perform. He's going to be there. He's going to be, you know, the yes man. He's going to bring it, man. I, I I really do like this kid coming into the draft. He kind of reminds me. It may be a reach right now, but I've kind of seen a couple of uh, the writers say the same thing. Kind of reminds me of a Dominique Rogers cromarty Can play that Ooh, hybrid corner yeah. role. Definitely there for the nickel um things like that can actually fill in and I'm not gonna say you can make your off your defense around this guy but he mm -hmm. can be a vital setup for your what third and longs maybe even your, your bump and run coverages something that he could be your i don't know how to put it in terms where people will understand it but if you know what basketball is he could be your sixth man of the year on the defensive side yeah not a starter he, but he can come the way in i like to say man he, he's gonna be the dog Right, every team's got to have that dog, that guy that's just gonna grind it out, right? Go through, go to war with his teammates. This is a kid that I see fitting that role. It's not gonna back down from a challenge. It's not gonna back down from, you know, the best in the league and the slot or everything like that. Like he's gonna, he's gonna be up to the task. You're right, man. And that's, I like to give flowers where flowers are due. The kids, from like I said, a non-FBS school, he helped himself by putting mm -hmm. up these numbers. So the least we could do is try to help him out. I know we're a small podcast, but hey, Zion, we're here cheering for you. Hopefully you get drafted in at least a high round and you get a nice little paycheck. Absolutely you got another better. sleeper for me, Joe? Because I got a couple. I got one more for you, man, that I truly do do like. Uh, young kid, safety out of Maryland, Nick Cross, brother. This kid is, to me, the best safety. Going to be the best safety in, in this draft Over class. Over old boy Hamilton from New England. Uh, I think so, man. I think he's going to give Notre Dame. I, I think he's going to give Hamilton a run for his money. Hamilton is definitely still number one, but I definitely think he's going to be as when we look at this draft five years, ten years from now, his name is going to be side by side with Hamilton. Like that. That's where I have this kid at. You know, listed at he's six one two twelve. That that's huge for a safety, but runs a four three four forty, thirty seven inch vertical. Like th this kid can go. You know, we're talking this kid can go up with, with the best of them. You know, jump ball in place, he, he's going to be there. He's fluid and fast, you know, he's backpedaling and transitions. Definitely give this kid a W, you know, for, for his work. Yeah, I'll give you that, man. I mean, I didn't really pay much attention to him. When it comes to safety and corners, I'm really just paying attention to the corner. I haven't really – I don't, I don't want to say don't have respect for the safety position, but it's different in today's game. I think oh, it's yeah. more about the player you are and what team you're going to. Um, i.e., uh, is it Simmons that was drafted from Clemson that plays for yeah Isaiah Simmons. Isaiah Simmons, yes sir. Isaiah Simmons, safety middle linebacker. It's nowadays it depends exactly. on who you go to. You got to be a hybrid. You got to be able to stop the run, play coverage. Absolutely. It's, the only person but, I'm going to give flowers where flowers is due is going to be uh, Irvin James, who was a freak mm. athlete out of Florida State. It's that's the only one I'm going to give flowers but when it comes to safeties i don't really know i'd rather take a corner if you ask me all right man that's fair that's fair but 
I definitely give this kid like the opportunity, right? He, I'm trying to think, like, what could I compare him to? Like, everybody was so big on Jonathan Abram coming out, right? The the safety for the Raiders. Yeah. His first two years def- was hurt. The first two three years was hurt. This kid is very similar in regards to how he plays the game. But I see him, you know, he's definitely coming on as a later draft pick. You know, we're talking third, fourth, possibly fifth round. Uh, not a day one starter, but definitely a guy that can make his way into the lineup and get himself some play, like adequate playing time. Yeah. Um, so my last little things to bring it home, uh, the combine is the combine. I'm going to give the last little bit of sleepers. I got to go. I got to give credit to we'll probably see uh this guy he'll probably get drafted really great corner i think he had the fastest 40 out of the corners tyreek woolen from utsa i'm a bobcat fan mm-hmm. so it kind of hurts me to say oh, uh man. shout out to utsa but hey man the guy came in and gave it done yeah definitely see him being a product being picked up he's probably gonna make a name for himself i hope he makes a name for himself like i said ran a 426 40 42 inch vertical is going to be a great project. Was actually a wide receiver starting off at U2CA and then switched over to corner a couple years ago. So the product is there. He's still a little raw, but we'll give it to him. Next one I'm going to give uh, bring up is uh, uh, Taekwon Thornton, Baylor out of wide receiver. Uh, Baylor right. wide receiver had the fastest 40 out of the whole combine. This man ran a 4.28, unofficial time of a 4.21, which is fast. Uh, it wasn't for the unofficial time. He'd actually have the record beaten by John Ross. The only reason I bring him up is because speed speed kills, and there's always going to be a team that takes a wide receiver that runs fast. We've seen it with Dave. Absolutely. John Absolutely. Ross. It's it's there. So we could see him go maybe high two, maybe one. Not my favorite receiver, but speed kills, man. And then my last one is my, my feel-good story out of the combine. Probably won't get drafted, but has a chance is – uh. Eric King, did I say that right, Joe? Yes, sir. You did say his name, man. This this kid's uh, been through it all. Yeah, man's uh, man's wants to be a QB, but has told the people he's willing to change position, be a wide receiver, wide receiver, whatever he needs. That's actually won a lot of upside in uh, for him for the teams. People like his motivation, his leadership, things like that. And to me, that that says something that I'm willing to give this up. I would love to play quarterback, but hey, for me to make it to the show. I have to sacrifice this and become something else. And he's got the athletic ability. Yeah, he didn't he really look matter. good, but to be honest, his wide receiver his wide receiver skills look better than his QB skills. So, and and truthfully, man, this this kid's also been through so much adversity in the last like four seasons. Right, went to Houston, you know, played pretty well, was a starter, got hurt, I believe, tore his MCL or PCL somewhere around that. Transferred over to Miami, same thing happened, got injured again, fought back, got his way back into the starting lineup. Like, this kid's tenacity is is also a big, big part of, you know, where he could possibly get drafted, you know. Definitely, most chances he's probably going undrafted, but he, he definitely has some upside to, to go sixth or seventh as well. So, Mr. King... We want you to get drafted. We're here for yes, you. Sir. Hopefully, hopefully, some scout randomly hits the Twitter, looks you up, and hopefully he hears us. But we want to. We hopefully you don't end up undrafted. And if you do end up undrafted, hopefully you sign to a team. But you're going to be our sleeper main guy of the combine 2020. Absolutely. Well, Joe, since we've already done the combine, 
Who would have thought this offseason nah, is this offseason has officially kicked off? Ooh, brother. And in the past in the past few days we've got some QBs in new places and a QB in an old place. Uh let's go off and start by talking about Aaron Rodgers. How you feel about him staying in Green Bay? Uh, to say I'm surprised is not, you know, is it, an understatement, man. He uh we've had a saga with him for the last couple of years, right? Just trying to decide what he was going to do, not being happy with the front office, not getting to say in, you know, personnel type stuff. And then, you know, the offseason antics, you got him saying he doesn't, he didn't, he's immunized, you know, all that aside. I'm okay with him staying in Green Bay. I think his best opportunity to win was in Green Bay. Yeah, I didn't see anywhere in the NFC that was strong enough for him to go and compete. Uh, AFC-wise, same thing. The AFC is pretty loaded in their quarterback spots. Um, so Rodgers staying, definitely not a surprise. Uh, I just hope, you know, I same as a Cowboys fan. I obviously don't want Green Bay to win it, but I hope Rodgers can at least get one more before it's all said and done. Uh, I'm the opposite side of, of you, Ooh, Joe. I'll play, I'll play the me. devil, you play the angel. Please, I think I think I think Rogers should have left. I you can't lose. Is that correct me if I'm wrong? Three straight. Well, I wouldn't say conference championships, but three straight losses in the playoffs when you were the number one or number two seed. True. I just I think it kind of ran its course. You know, I don't. Where does he go? Right. Where Where does he go if that happens though? Wait, wait for it. Wait for it. The Berg, Matt. Cue the Mac Miller. But yes. The Berg, bro, is the most perfect spot for him. All they needed was a quarterback. Any receiver is going to follow him there. Already uh, has true. a top five defense. Like, and he already said he likes Tomlin. Him and Tomlin got respect for each other. That's so true. But, I just you know, that's what talking, I wanted to see. Kudikin and and them they they were going to ask for everything under the sun to get Rodgers traded. But but this is what this tells me. You know, I don't know how you feel about this. This tells me the front office of the Green Bay Packers doesn't believe in Jordan Love. Like, uh, absolutely not. I don't want to say that, bro. It's more of – so, in my opinion, they handled the Brett Favre situation correct. They should have let him walk. Jordan Love, it's – this is another reason why he should have left because you took him as a first-round quarterback. you got to let the man play because this is literally his last year, and then he could walk – the numbers and how long Aaron Rodgers' contract has not come out yet. No. From what we heard the other day, it was ridiculous. Four years, two hundred million with one hundred fifty guaranteed. Rodgers came out and said that was a lie. Like, don't like. It's gonna don't be. In that. It's yeah. gonna be a friendly. It's gonna be a lot of guaranteed money up front, but it's not gonna be that. Because even Aaron Rodgers said this past off season, yeah, it wasn't about the money. Like we, I don't want the money. I want to win. I want to have. And also, you, what we do. you're talking to a guy that, that wants to win, right? Like you just said. So obviously he's going to make sure that his teammates eat as well. So there, there's no way this guy is taking a huge deal like that. They're saying it's cap friendly, which is great. You know, that means Devontae Adams can get paid coming off the franchise tag. But, you know, it also leaves room for, you know, some new additions on the offense, right? Of course, the thing is with me is, are they going to get Rodgers the helps he needs? 
You've already got top three receiver in the game. You have a great running back, but I feel like you you don't need to go out and get another wide receiver one. But can you go out and get somebody to help Devontae? So when he is getting triple coverage, I love Lazard. I love Cobb. I love their other guys, but they're Scant- Scantling solid in there. But you're yeah. you're right. They they need they, a, they need a wide receiver too. They kind of fade away when it's crunch time. You know Agreed. what I mean? I feel like Aaron Agreed. Rodgers forced like the ball that. to Adams. Mm-hmm. And are the Packers going to do enough on the other side of the ball, the defensive side, to help Rodgers? They lost in Lambeau because of the defense. That's true. That's it was very true. the Rock, whose offensive line prevailed against the defense? It was the 49ers, man. Yeah. Yeah, man. It, it's going to be interesting. Uh, I, I give... Rodgers could have left, you know. I'm, I'm, I'm all right with him staying, but, you know, the, for me, it, it's still this, this unknown for me, like with, with the Jordan Love situation as well. Like you, like you said, he, he's drafted first of all. You spend a first round pick on him, as opposed to getting help for Rodgers. That's one thing. Now you're sitting this guy even longer, and after this year, he can, he can up and leave, if he chooses to, or. You're ridiculous, and you decide to slap the franchise tag on him, and you're sitting this kid for four or five years before he uh, actually plays the first snap. You know, Rogers sat three seasons behind Favre before he he got his first start. And loves what first real? I don't know if it was a real start. I know he played. I think he played like a game last year in the he, he started one season. But wasn't his first started. start against Kansas City? That's I believe a, so. That's a yeah, tough like, thing to get thrown into, game. but. Hey, Rogers' first game, not his first game starting, but I remember Rogers' first game going out and play. It was replacing Brett Favre on a Thursday night game at newly opened Cowboy Stadium and went out and led almost the comeback. Yeah. yeah you man. know what I mean? And Absolutely. love, I wasn't, mine was, I'm not taking love with the first round pick. I already knew that. No. There's other people I would have taken. It's just, like I said, it's a waste of a first-round pick, and I see where Rodgers is coming from. So, agreed, agreed on that. Uh, we'll just see how it goes, man. You know, Rodgers got what he wanted. You right? He got, he got say in the front office now. He he got the deal. We that, we don't know. Well, we don't, we don't know. know the, we don't. We don't. Know. We, we don't. Gotta, we got to wait and see. Here. If anything, Green Bay won this deal. Agreed. Yeah, I definitely can see that. Green Bay definitely. Green Bay got what they wanted. They got their guy back. They got their guy back. They got to, to possibly lead them to the promised land. Now, is it going to work out for them? You got four years to find out. If possibly. it's four years. If it's, if it's four years. Years. I feel like it's going to be a two-year, $50 million with 30 guaranteed. That's what I feel like it's going to be. If yeah, Rogers it's that friendly. It's, that's the threat you got to go, man. Don't yeah, take the Patrick I mean, Mahomes deal. Take the upfront money guaranteed and help yeah. the team win a championship. That's, you know, Rodgers is also 38, man. He, he's pushing, yeah. so he, he doesn't have much. I can't say he doesn't have much time left because, I mean, hell, we saw Tom Brady play to his 44, <laughs> right? Like Who, it, in my opinion, should have played one more year, but, hey, that's just I agreed. It is what it is. From Rodgers. to the guy. Ooh, tell me. That tell me, tell stole in Rodgers' day. Russell Wilson being traded to the Broncos for an overhaul of picks and players. How are you feeling? Uh, I, I'm going to say this right now. Seattle lost that trade. 
Seattle, I don't know, I don't know what they were thinking. Because truthfully, Seattle was a couple pieces away from from getting back into contention for things, right? For for getting out of the NFC West playoff spot, I believe so, like rebuilding that line. Now you just send you send Russell out. Russell gets, you know, what he low-key wanted, right? He's always come out and said that he wants to stay in Seattle. That's not the move. Yada, yada, yada. But, you know, we, we know as well, like, that. that's just talk. That's just, you know, trying to save face for most things. But I don't know, man. I, I, like, I like the move for Russell. I don't like the move for Seattle. Joe? You might be a good co-host, bro, because, again, I'm playing devil's advocate. I think Seattle won it. Um, I've been on record saying I would take Pete Carroll over Russ. Russ is a great first half of the season, but what has he done lately for the second half of the season? I've had Russ on my fantasy teams where I needed him to take me home. Hasn't taken me home. It's – I like what they got back. Seattle brought in Drew Locke. Been a fan of Drew Locke. Really? A great fan of Noah, really? uh, a great tight end and Noah fan. Shelby okay, Harris, who's great on the D line, leader in the locker room. Oh, two absolutely. First round picks, basically what they got back from the Jamal Adams trade. Two second round picks and a fifth round pick. You can do so many things with that. Depending on, I think there's like a rule where a player has to be on your roster for so many days. But mm-hmm. that's a lot of things you can trade away for capital. I'm hearing rumors that they're in, Seattle might be in play for Deshaun Watson. And their their pick is number nine. Why not take the guy we were very highly on uh, True, as Malik a quarterback, Walker. Mr. Yeah. Malik? Why not take Mr. Malik? No, that that's an Another opportunity for them. Prospect from uh, I don't want to call Wisconsin a small school, but Wisconsin's not known for putting out quarterbacks. But why not take him, Mr. Malik? Like, and if not, if you're not a fan of these quarterbacks, you at least have Drew Locke who can give you five games. Five games winner. You at least do, got a top they, ten pick. They, like, they stick with Drew or do they throw in Gino? I'm taking Gino. Drew, Gino held his own while while Russ is out. He held his own. You know, we're talking to former former starting quarterback in the NFL several years ago, second round pick. Like Gino can hold his own in the league. I'm taking Drew. In my, Drew, in my opinion, I'm taking Pat White over Geno Smith. So wow. I'm taking Drew Lock. Oh wow! Wow! I don't know. You're getting what you wanted now, right? You're you're getting a solid offensive line. You got two young wide receivers in Sutton and uh, Jerry Judy. Oh, bro, you forgot about Patrick, man. That's three great Ooh, receivers. Patrick Hamler. That's true. That's true. Patrick Hamler. My bad, Mr. Hamler. I forgot about that. Uh, but yeah, man, like he, he's putting himself in a good situation, but can he capitalize on it? On it right. You said yourself like second half, what, what, what have you done for me lately type of deal? When Russ cooks, Russ cooks. When Russ ain't cooking, ain't nothing going on in the kitchen for nobody. You know, that, that's also, that was the, that was the dying force in Seattle. You know, you, you let Russ cook that, that didn't work out in your favor. You didn't have a run game. You didn't have can do, you know, several different things that Seattle was known to do. You just let Russ have the ball in too much time, and you are, you know, changing it. Like you said, I want to give Russ 
the benefit of the doubt that he won, and he he's actually been put into a great position, like you said. Great offense, stud wide receivers, has two running backs, Melvin Gordon, who you can rely on, upcoming star in uh in Mr. Williams, Javante Williams, who actually oh, yeah. who I have Javante. a top who I have as the top ten running back going into fantasy next year. I have you, top have five. A, you have a great defense who doesn't have Von Miller, but Von Miller's already talking about going back. You have a great young That's defense. True. I like – he's in a great situation like he was in, was it 2012, 2013 Seattle? Somewhere mm-hmm. where he's got to – he's going into a hard division now. But he's got to oh. be able to get the stuff done. And it's it's for him to where mine is more of what Russ are we, like you said, what Russ are we going to see? What Russ are we going to see? Am I going to see, see, see a five-star chef, Russ, or am I going to see homely yeah. work in the counter? Are we going to see 2012, 2017, Russ? Are we going to see – Late 2018 to now, Russ, right? Where the numbers were decent, but the production value and winning games and getting to the playoffs, what matters most, you know, in this league, those weren't there. Now you go from one hard division in the in the NFC West to another hard division in the AFC West. You got to face Pat Mahomes twice. You got to face Justin Herbert twice. Derek Carr, I, I love me some Derek Carr. You gotta face I, him. I mean, twice. it's still gonna be it's a hostile environment in Vegas. I like Derek Carr. Not a fan of Josh McDaniels, but I feel like that's gonna be a high powered game. That the AFC West is I feel like it's the hardest division out of all the conferences in the AFC. NFC, I'm giving it to the West, of course, but right now, like I said, like, I think they said right now uh, before the trade, New uh, not New England, Kansas City was like one sixty five Two minus yes. two sixty five somewhere in there, the Some line didn't division, really yeah. change. The, the line really didn't change much, but they're still favored. But like I said, it all comes down to how uh, this is a very quarterback driven league. So how are these quarterbacks going to play when it comes down to it? The nitty gritty. Of course, I'm taking Pat Mahomes. I like Justin Herbert, and it's sad to say, but Russ is the number three quarterback in that division to me. Uh, see, I have him listed over Herbert. Ooh. I have him listen, and it's not a knock against Herbert. It's not a knock against Herbert because I love Herbert. I, I said it. I've said it before. If Burrow was the number one draft pick at QB, it would have been Herbert, one thousand percent. That that's how high I have that guy. But man, I'm talking about Russ, man. I'm talking the guy that's won a Super Bowl, the guy that should have but has never been mentioned in the MVP conversation, like the. Joe, Russell, have you, he's, have he's you had him as your fantasy quarterback? I've had him as my fantasy quarterback. He won me a ship. Oh, bro, I'm and looking at the trophy all. right now. That was 2016, and you – Yes, sir. Just, he won me that ship. Says, but your name says Dak to the future. Was Dak not your quarterback that year? Dak a second quarterback. Oh, get out of here. All right, all right, all right. All right, moving on to the next quarterback who I think is on a redemption tour who was traded today for actually – no. Next to nothing except for gonna, you know this team paying his salary juice. cap. Dumpster Carson Wentz was traded to the Washington. I have to put some respect on the names. I usually call them the commies. Washington <laughs> Commanders today. No, this go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, and go ahead and say what you got to say, and I'll come back. Save. Uh, okay. I wanted to make this very clear. I don't hate Wentz. I don't. I don't believe. He's the same Wentz from 2016-2017. I don't think he ever will be. I think 
he put up good numbers in Indianapolis, but ultimately you didn't get the job done. You got people questioning your locker room ability, and now you're going into what I consider probably one of the most toxic NFL teams in the league. You got an owner who's batshit crazy in Dan Snyder, who covers up everything. I don't see it going well for him at all, especially in the NFC least. And I'm saying this as a Cowboys fan. We're going to have a field day with him. The Eagles are going to have a field day with him twice a year. The Giants, nobody cares about them. But I don't see this as an opportunity for him to get back to the old wits that we once knew. I get it. I see where you're coming from. But, Joe, last year was his first year back fully playing the NFL season. Like you said, the stats that you brought out from his 2016-2017 season, that was the last time Carson Wentz was really healthy. True. We all know when you're coming back from missing a lot of time with football, you just got to get you got to get in there, you got to get hit, you got to run, you got to do everything. Last year was his first year back. I see why the Colts traded him away. You have to let go of that for the meltdown. Add Jacksonville, one of the worst teams. Mm. But look at where the position the Colts are stuck in, bro. I think we went. Uh, Schefter tweeted today. They've had five different quarterbacks the f- first five years. I can't even – it goes Andrew Luck, some no-name. Scott Tolson, who was a backup for Green Bay. I know Kobe Brissett, Phillip Rivers, and now Carson Wentz. Like, yeah, that's true, man. It's inconsistency. It's inconsistency. Colts have a great team. I think they should have stayed with Luck, but I see why they – I will Luck. Uh, Wentz, I see, but I see why they moved on. Look, Wentz had great stats if you look about it. look at it. He had great stats compared to Mahomes, mm-hmm. Josh Allen, and any of the top quarterbacks. He was up there. I saw Colin Coward do a clip to where it was two quarterbacks unnamed. He would give their stats. Right side was the, the quarterback that's in the top five, and then it'd be Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz was up there, man. And he actually did this did these numbers without a wide receiver one. No offense to Michael Pittman. Love Michael Pittman. Again, an Ohio State wide receiver that can produce. But it wasn't – he didn't rise to the occasion like he should have. Great fantasy guy. Kind of collapsed there at the end. But, like I said, didn't rise to the crop to be a true wide receiver one. T.Y. Hilton, broken. I think only played four uh, games. Yeah. Uh, is it Pascal? Zach, uh, I'm calling uh, Zach Pascal. Zach Pascal. Showed would show up, wouldn't show up. There's other receivers that they played that weren't there, man. Like, I see why, Kirk, and he had no, no he had no wide receiver, but yet still put up numbers. And it helps when the Colts found their identity by giving the ball to Jonathan Taylor. That's why went, you know, he kind of fell apart. But it's in my preference, it's not his fault. Now he's moving to a team that should have a top ten defense. It's got a scary D line. Has a decent said, line. We, we said that last year about the Commanders' defense, though. Should have been top ten. No offense, they, though, bro. You lost. You lost Fitzmagic. I'm a fan of. Is it Winkle? Not Winkle. What's his Heineke. name? Heineke. Heineke. I knew it was one of those. Heineke, but he's not a great. He's he's not a quarterback. He's gonna get you those wins, but he can't carry you throughout the season. I had Scary Terry in a couple of my leagues, 
it hurt yeah. having him because he could put up numbers, but he wasn't putting the numbers he should have been. Now he's True. got a quarterback that can throw him a ball. Carson's got a real running, uh, has a real wide receiver one in Scary Terry. Has he's a, got a wide receiver a, two in Curtis Samuel. If, he, if Samuel can be healthy, has a great running back in Gibson, a decent O-line, and it's like he's going to a division that some people would consider not the bottom, uh, but it's, it, bottom. It's, it's it's there, man. Where and I also feel like he's playing with a chip on his shoulder, something he hasn't had in a while since he's been. And that's what we said last season, though. That's the thing. He, he had a chip on his shoulder when he got traded from Philly to Indianapolis, that's, a trade that he wanted. He wanted, I might add that. Yeah, I would want it, too, with all rumors that are coming out. Uh, but couldn't perform, man. He, he couldn't, when it's all said and done, the, the goal of the quarterback, the goal of the team is can you get the job done? They didn't get the, get the job, job done. done. Him and Riverboat Ron, it's it's a match made in heaven. You just oh man, Riverboat Ron, no, I I don't see it. I, I don't see. I it. have. I don't. So the Cowboys are going to be the favorite going into the division. I at least have <laughs> the Redskins number two, maybe the winner. It's going to be a hard battle. I got to see what they do in the off season to kind of reassure that line. But I'm taking Commander Carson, bro, all the way. Let's rise up, commies. Oops, I mean Commanders. Let's go. <laughs> You risked it for Carson. Uh, let's see if Riverboat Ron can get the same production that he got a Cam Newton for Carson. I, I like the trade. I'm here for it. I, I don't know, man. I, I'm going to go with time will tell. But I'm going to stay high on my my thing about Carson is until I see him win the big moments, I don't see it being working out right now. Uh, he'll win the big moments once Washington signs Nick Foles and they bring in Nick Foles for the fourth quarter. Huh? That's fair. <laughs> All righty, Joe. Let's go ahead and wrap this up. Yes, sir. Let's go ahead and move on to our favorite segment, the rapid fire questions. These are all going to be for you. You just go ahead and give me the first thought that comes into your head. All right. Yeah. Let all me know. Right. Oh, we're going to hit you with some good ones. All right. Who would you have taken after the year after Dak's first rookie year? You taking Romo or Dak to be your starter that year? To be Dak. All right. Who's going to be your wide receiver one this year for the Cowboys? Gallup or CD? CD. All right. Who's going to be the number one draft pick? Oh, Hutchinson. Michigan JJ Watt. I dig it. Michigan JJ Watt. All right, here's a little. Here we're gonna add a little two personal questions. For oh you. God! Oh, all right, I'm a little scared. Let's do it. How many games do you make into the Q2 this season? Ah, uh, at least three. At least three, three. Three. Do you have them already picked out, or are you just gonna go whenever? Definitely got. Uh, me and producer Matt are hitting up on the twentieth. Uh, that's gonna be an exciting one, Seattle Sanders, and then hopefully, probably one in May and one later on during the summer. You know you got to take the the fiance. Uh, do I have to? I mean, she's probably gonna give me the tickets. Like she got the hookup. So she's apparently. taking you. <laughs> she gonna take me. That's what's gonna happen. All right, Joe. And the last question is: Me and you both have a fire hat collection, but I want to know what hat is your favorite that you've ever owned. Oof. Favorite hat I've owned. That would be a hat that I got in twenty eighteen. Was a San Antonio Spurs Fiesta throwback hat, the pink and the green. Ah, oh, that was beautiful. That was, that was the whole color that was the Fiesta colors. 
Snapback or fitted? Snapback. Always snapback. Snapback's back. Snapback's back. That must have been like, what, 2013? Oh, you already said the year. It don't matter. Uh, (laughs) All right. Well, that's the end of our episode. I'm your host, Don. This is my new to the team, the Joseph Romero. Joe, you got any plugs where people can reach you at? Uh, man, just follow me on my socials. Uh, Joe Teen Shake on almost everything. Twitter, Instagram. That's my main two platforms. Uh, just look me up, man. You heard it here. Follow us on, on Twitter, HP underscore idiots. Hit the subscribe button up in the far left corner. Do us a favor. Help us grow. Spread the word. We'll catch you later. This is Don signing out.